Life is beautiful, right? We just gotta figure it out. Whatever you do, don't quit. Man, there's gonna be hard times, but you gotta keep moving. You're supposed to feel, you're supposed to grieve. I think I've tried every diet in the book. What are the five tips to a successful relationship? Motherhood, it's scary, but listen, I love every moment, even the bad. Let's get real, let's talk about it. Hey family, how's it going? Angie Q here, and this is all about Homeschooling 101. Listen, my schedule is real unique. I'm an evening anchor. So what happens is, is my day doesn't really start as far as work goes until the afternoon. And right away after having a kid, the biggest thing that hit me was, wow, once my daughter starts going to school, she's going to leave early in the morning and she's not going to get back until maybe, what, two, three o'clock in the afternoon. And that's when I go into work and I don't get out till really late. So I put in my mind, I'm like, man, I would never, I'll never have that quality time that I desire with my daughter each day because of my schedule and, you know, the hours of school. That was the biggest thing that hit me. Then, you know, working in the industry that I do, um, call it a front row seat, but you hear, witness, and come across so many disturbing stories when it comes to just the climate of how things have been going lately and um, the challenges that public schools are facing when it comes to um, several other things. You know, obviously the Uvalde massacre, that was completely tragic and unexpected and the most heartbreaking thing to happen so far. That was completely eye-opening. But besides the risk of, of danger in that sense, uh, there was just so many other factors at play um, when it came to me making the decision and, of course, um, speaking with my partner in regards to what was best for our daughter, what we see fit for our family when it comes to just our unit, our circumstances, and being able to provide the best quality of life for our daughter. Um, homeschooling just, just fit that bill. And of course, I'm a new mom, so this is something that I really wanted to look into. I am a public school product, and I turned out pretty good, I think. Um, but, but, you know, I love public school at the same time because it was some of the best years of my life. But at the same time, back then is not how things are now, right? So I decided to sit down with an amazing woman by the name of Holly Hans, and she has three beautiful children that she was able to homeschool for a long time. Um, she has a great, you know, story of just experience and wisdom when it comes to that area. And even though she homeschooled her children for the majority of their lives, they're entering public school now as a new chapter. So she has that insight from, you know, from both angles. And she was amazing enough to sit down and talk with me. So yeah, here's a little 101 when it comes down to homeschooling. Okay, uh, my name is Holly Hance, and um, I am a homeschool mom is how I describe myself, although my, I'm officially done homeschooling now. My last one is going to public school next year. But I've been a stay-at-home mom since my kids were born, and I've been at home with my oldest is 16, so I've gotten to stay home with my kids since they were babies, and I've been so blessed. Uh, we were actually uh, missionaries in Japan. No way! We were, I had no idea! Yeah. So <sighs> we came back um, when my youngest was um, three months old. Wow. So, which is where my heart for homeschooling actually started, because I had thought that I might homeschool when I was there. So we came back, and then ever since then, I've gotten to stay home with them, and then we started homeschool whenever they were school age. So 
that's my story. That's amazing though. I had no idea that you were in Japan. So yeah. how many years were you in Japan for? We were there three and a half years. Wow. Yes. So do you know any like Japanese? Uh, that means I do not understand Japanese. That's, I'm all, dead. that's all I know. <laughs> oh, that's probably something that I would learn. And then probably that's like, all... uh, so where's the best restaurant? That's probably what I would learn. Yes, I know. Excuse me. I'm sorry. And yeah. I don't know Japanese. That's all. Oh, that's amazing, <laughs> though. That culture difference probably was insane, it right? It was. And they're very kind people. And they're English. Usually they were much more willing to speak English than we even know. And so they were very helpful. So I bet. Thankful. So is that kind of what sparked like the homeschooling thing for you? Yes. When we were there, I, we thought they were going to be there for like 20 years like mm -hmm. we were gonna be there for life and but the uh, whenever we got there the economy um, took a dive and yeah. so we ended up having to come back but when I was there and I had my kids a normal thing for a missionary to do is to homeschool their kids and then maybe put them in like a, a cultural school or in public school just so they can get the culture yeah but then you come home and you teach them English you teach them math you teach them kind of the core stuff wow and so I'd already considered that and um, when God called us back to America, I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I don't have to homeschool. <laughs> that's and, what you thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then we started looking around and we're like, oh, the testing isn't what we thought it was. Oh. And things changed. Wow. Yes. And okay, so you have three kids and what are their ages right now? Um, Hannah is 16. I have a Ben who is 14 and Sarah is 12. Wow. So that's perfect. They're like not too far apart. Yes. And so you, you homeschooled all three of them. I did. Yep. Um, my oldest went to kindergarten at, at Christ Covenant at okay. a private school. And then after that, we realized that there was not enough money in the bank to put them all in private school. Yeah. And so we um, brought Hannah home and um, God confirmed that it was time for me to start homeschooling. And I was like, wow. Oh. So I started homeschooling her first grade and have been doing that ever since. That's amazing. So yes. would you say that there's definitely a certain person that uh, can take on homeschooling or can anyone do it if they just kind of put their mind to it. Well, I think it's like with any job, if you're serious about it and you feel like you're meant to do that, then you're going to do what you have to do. Now, when I first started homeschooling, I was like, oh, everybody should do this. This yeah. is for everyone. But I definitely have over the years of homeschooling met some people who just weren't cut out for it. Yeah. And either because it does take organization, it takes thinking outside the box. You you have to do research on your own. You have yeah. to you have to be committed, just like any good job you're going to do. For sure. But I do believe if somebody has the heart to do it, and now there are so many ways and options of doing it, you yeah. don't have to do it just cold turkey like they're at home with the curriculum that you order. Like there's so many online options and things now that oh, yeah. opens it up to more. So many resources. Yes. So, so many resources. So I'm, I'm looking back on my notes and, and the questions that I took. And I guess the biggest thing is you, you kind of explained, okay, you, you guys were missionaries in Japan and that was the biggest thing of homeschooling the children. Mm -hmm. Do they, wait, do they know Japanese as well? Um, they claim they do. But ah! <laughs> don't tell Sarah. Yeah, a little bit. No, yeah, a little Sarah, bit. don't listen to this. Exactly. Sorry, Sarah. So funny. <laughs> and just the biggest factors, you, exp you explained the factors that were at play. You know, you guys came back to America. You saw that the testing wasn't, you know, to the standards that you wanted. Right. And then you guys are a God-fearing family, and that's something that you wanted to instill in your yes. in your kids' uh, curriculum. And the biggest thing is private school is so expensive. Yes. So homeschooling was the best option. Right. When you, you know, you, you, sp you spoke on private school being so expensive, because that's also something that I, my decision was like, man, I want to homeschool my daughter you know, through elementary school, middle school, and come high school, I'll give her the option, hey, do you want to go to school or would you consider like staying with homeschooling? 
And if she did say, hey, mom, I want to go to school, I always said, okay, well, I'll put her in private school. Right. Um, But it is expensive. That is the reality. So when I think of costs and just the financial aspect of homeschooling, is it dramatically different? Do you save a lot of money or can it get expensive? Um, No, definitely you save a lot of money because you think um, with my oldest, you buy curriculum and it's not cheap depending on where you buy it from. And I'm, I've always been what I call a purist. I I completely homeschool mine. Like there are different um, programs you can put them in. Like um, there's homeschool groups where they co-op and things like that. I never did that personally. So Mm -hmm. I had to order every subject and the first time you order it, it's expensive, Mm -hmm. but then the second kid can use the same curriculum. And the third kid can use the same curriculum. That's perfect. So you always have it. So you always have it. And you have like replacement notebooks and things like that that you have to pay for. But in general, we definitely, I mean, especially if you're comparing it to private school, Mm -hmm. the amount of money that you're saving is, is enormous. Now, once you purchase that curriculum, is there a membership that you have to be a part of? Or is that something that you just, you purchase it and whatever else that extra that you need to buy, you can buy? Um, Depending on where you go through, I go through um, a company called Sunlight, mm-hmm. Sun with an O, like Jesus Sunlight dot yeah. com, and they you get to pick what math you want to use. They have a few different options. You get to, and but they have a core curriculum that includes language arts and history, and gotcha. And then you get to pick your science. You get to pick some of those other things. That's awesome. So now some parents they like to only do the core and then they'll pick math from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So for me personally though, I just pick the whole thing and they send you boxes and boxes of books. Wow. And it's like, and it's so funny because they'll even say on their website, they're like, it's box receiving day. And oh, you see the kids like all excited <laughs> running to the door. And it really is like that. Yeah. yeah. Was it ever overwhelming? Oh my gosh. Many, many times. <sighs> but I think about I'm like, man, and you know, you're a broadcast major for a reason. Math was never <laughs> my strong point. Um, yes. And I just, I always fear that. I'm like, man, when she, when she gets into grade school and she's asking me, mommy, how do I do this and that? And yes. I'm like, oh, I've boy. always said to people when I first started my, probably one of my, my biggest obstacles was, am I going to make my kids dumb? Like that yeah, really was the right? question. The pressure. Yes. And when you're the only teacher and you're the one. Exactly. It's solely relying on you and what you, you teach. Exactly. But I mean, because you're using curriculum, it, the one that I used was very specific. Yeah. And they told you they read this book on this day. They read, you know, this. And, and there's a lot of guesswork that they've already figured out for you. That's awesome. Yes. Which was necessary for me because yeah. I'm a very type A personality. Same. <laughs> yes. I need an organized schedule. Yeah. And I loved it. That's awesome. Um, Another question, just what made you, I know you you wanted to have the faith aspect in your curriculum, Mm -hmm. but when there's so many resources out there and so many different curriculums, um, when I've been doing a lot of research within, you know, the homeschooling community, Mm -hmm. I've recognized that a lot of these parents, when they're kind of venting and explaining about their process, there's just so many different curriculums out there. So how did you make the decision with the company that you used and just how do you narrow down? down what's best for your child. Well, what I'm very grateful for, again, because when I was in Japan, the church that we went to, some of the, they had a small school there. And so they actually used homeschool curriculum at the church. And so whenever I came back stateside, I already had known that this was a curriculum that they used and I had seen some of it in action. And so I had reached out to a friend. Gotcha. 
because she had also homeschooled with that curriculum. And that really is going to be the key. I think that, you know, as you choose to do this, rather, you know, God for me absolutely provided people every step of the way. Yeah. And I would tell people if they're going to do it, don't worry about how your kids are going to get into college. Yeah. Don't worry about that process because if you're in first grade right now, then just worry about how are you going to get the first grade first curriculum. Grade, yep. and, because it can be overwhelming. I mean, because you're it planning can be. their whole future. And so it can be, it can be daunting. But how, and you spoke on that saying that you reached out to a friend. How mm-hmm. is the homeschool community? I mean, I'm on TikTok and I, I feel like my entire thread is homeschooling stuff yes. right now. But when it comes to that community in general, are they very open or, or do you feel like a lot of parents are very helpful and just great resources or is it kind of to each everybody's on their own thing? Well, no, I mean, definitely they're their own community because we all got the same questions when we decide to homeschool. We yeah. all, are, are your kids going to be social anomalies? You know, are they going to, you know, be the sweater vest kids that nobody wants to talk to? Yeah. <laughs> and so there's a camaraderie and most of homeschooling, because your kids are home with you during the day, yeah. there might not be that interaction daily, but they understand your struggles and they understand the things that you need. And there's yeah. always, and so there's a lot of web, Facebook websites, North Carolina. Carolina is the second largest registered homeschool state. Wow. Yes. Okay. So tech, uh, like Texas and those states, they don't have to register. As a homeschool family, you don't have to register there. Gotcha. Um, but we're just behind Alaska in homeschool students. Wow. And if you look Fun at... Fun fact right yes, there. And if you look at the numbers, we are actually way higher than Alaska just for population. Yeah, I'm sure. And so you think about all those people who are homeschooling and you, and just like in every group, you have people who have strong opinions of course of course and and so there's a Facebook site for everything that's true yes and so when it comes to your kids um, throughout that whole process obviously they were very young and it's almost like that's all they knew but Mm -hmm. as they got older they're in preteens and teen years now how did they adjust to being the child that is homeschooled what's their feedback that you've gotten well, and again, like you said, from the very beginning, we were already doing it. So there, you know, probably the the first pushback I got was from family. And, you know, again, it's like just because they were my, my family yes. didn't mean they immediately were on board. Uh, they love my kids and they yeah. had legitimate questions. So I got a lot of the, how are you going to socialize them? Same, how is same. this going to, you know, be? But for my kids, you know, it's like you think of every kid, they don't want to be dropped off at kindergarten. They don't want to be dropped off the first day of school. There's yeah. that emotional part they never had to experience. And we were so involved in our church that there was already that social aspect. Yeah, that community. Yes. And, and so they, you know, again, Again, in the beginning, they didn't know any different. But as they got older, I definitely, with my youngest, and I think we had talked about this earlier, she missed some of the social things. Like, oh, but these girls are going to dances. And yeah, they're going and prom to, and yes. all of that. And so we're actually, I'm going to put her in middle school next year. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so she's definitely going to get to a chance yes. to experience all of that. And, and so they do have questions along the way, but they also see the benefits. I mean, we got to go to Florida for three weeks at a time. Wow. Because we could take school with us. Exactly. And we could go on vacation when other people weren't going on vacation. Yep. We didn't have to go to the grocery store at five o'clock when everybody else was standing in line. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you get really spoiled as a, and any homeschool family will tell it. It's like a going joke. It's like, do you know I went someplace and people 
people were there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how did this happen? This is not how uh-huh, we work. Uh-huh. So you get spoiled for sure. Oh my gosh, I bet. Yes. I bet. You know, we kind of spoke about it when you first started. You said, you know, my family had a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. As soon as I made the, you know, I, I told my mom about it. She was very supportive of it, just especially with like all the different factors that I told her that I've been yes. thinking about. My dad was a little hesitant. He was like, well, Angie's like, yeah, me and your mom worked, but you guys turned out great, which we, we definitely all did, yeah, me and absolutely. my brothers. But it's just, I guess it's just a personal thing. You know, I just want to be more hands-on when it comes to just like her her education and just her growing up. And then more than anything, just spending that quality time when yes. you have such a demanding, when you're career oriented and you also want to have a family life, it's just finding that balance, yeah. you know? But a lot of people, when, I, when I've mentioned it, just to anyone from, you know, friends, coworkers, even just people that I randomly meet and we just end up talking about it, a lot of folks are that are against it, they'll throw out the stigma like we spoke on, mm-hmm. you know, well, your kid's not going to have a social life. They're not going to be sociable or they're going to have all these different issues with, you know, certain characteristics that they that, that become stronger when they're thrown into the fire of school and experiencing, you know, controversy or experiencing mm-hmm. um, when they, when there's a conflict, you mm-hmm. know, how are they going to resolve conflict with another person, like dealing with bullies and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like... You guys are throwing all of this out there, but at the end of the day, what I instill in my child and, and what I'm teaching them and, and, and letting them know, especially coming from someone or coming a child coming from two parents that have lived their life and experienced all of that, knowing it firsthand. Yes. Of course, you know, it's always better when you experience something, but I think that, you know, there's so many, like you said, there's just so many opportunities for your child to still have a sense of community, whether that's within the church, whether that's putting them in ballet classes Mm -hmm. or sports or, you know, one thing that I was going to ask you about, I know each state is different when it comes to the laws Mm -hmm. for homeschooling, but in Florida, I knew a few girls that were homeschooled, but there was, it was the umbrella law. So they were under our high school, but Mm. they were homeschooled. So they could take part in the dances and they could take part in being part of our basketball team or track, but they were homeschooled. Right. And there are some of those here in North Carolina. I don't know them personally because I didn't get involved that way. Gotcha. Um, But again, homeschool is so popular now that, you know, there are outlets for everything. And again, like dance and and sports and things like that. I mean, there's so many things you can get them involved in. Yeah. Uh, But to go back and speak to what you're talking about. That stigma. Yes, the stigma. The one thing, and I had this challenge whenever I first started one certain person, which I won't mention mom, yeah. um, she she was very much like, well, how are they, you know, going to get socialized? Yeah. yeah. And again, I'm from a right place. Yeah. But, you know, I told her, I was like, but aren't all those things the things we try to protect our kids from? Very true. Right? I mean, why would I want, and again, not that you can coddle them, but one of the things that absolutely happens that I think that we miss the mark on a lot is we are so much in the mindset that you have to put your kids in mass in school mm-hmm. that that is what we consider socialization. But yeah. that's a very recent trend. Historically, kids didn't sit in classrooms at 20, 30 For people. hours. Exactly. In a day. And so my my kids don't never learned like oh you're my age so we can we can relate yeah no they learn to relate with babies with high school kids with adults they learn how to socialize with all of them because that's what the workplace looks like correct and so in my opinion and in my experience when my kids walk into a room they treat the older people with respect they don't avoid them they will meet eye contact with you they will talk to you like you are a human yeah they won't you know just go and be with people who are their own age if there are little kids in the room 
room. They know to treat them gently. They know how to treat them with kindness. Correct. You know, so I think to that point, there, again, there's a lot of misconceptions that when you put your kid into a class of just people their own age all day long, yeah. that, that's not very realistic for what life is going to look like as an adult. And at the same time, I almost feel like, and this is coming from someone who experienced public school my entire life. Me also. I, I only went to private school in college, mm-hmm. you know, because of basketball. But at the end of the day, like public school, like it's almost as if when you, when you decide to homeschool, I'm removing all of the toxicness that would be surrounding my child. And it's not that, oh, I'm, well, I'm not preparing them for life because I'm just not putting them in that element to experience firsthand, but it's removing that. And it's, it's very heartbreaking if we want to keep it very current, you know, every other day there's situations Mm. where there's children at under the age of 16 that are experiencing very radical bullying in their schools. And unfortunately, you know, we trust in, in, our public school officials to to be on top of that and and handle it correctly and, and not only inform us but to end things but at the end of the day you know no one's perfect exactly. things things happen and unfortunately you can't put trust in another person as much as you can trust yourself Absolutely. with the quality of of education and just of life that you're going to give your child yes. right and now that I am a mother you know back in the day I could say yeah like when I wasn't a kid when I wasn't a mom I would always say man yeah you know well My kid could be in public school. Like I turned out great. I did fine. But the thing is though, and I don't want to sound like, oh, and you're getting older, but the climate is different now, Holly. It's so different. The things that the world is experiencing right now is very different from how it was beforehand. Absolutely. And the culture, I think there's, I think more than anything, there's a culture crisis and that probably is a whole nother episode yeah, by itself. That, okay. Um, but I think that there's just such a culture crisis that a lot of it, a lot of areas are just very gray and dark. Yes. And once you have a child, especially in this climate now, not saying that public school is bad because I'm a product of public school and I, we both turned out Me great. Too, absolutely. You know what I mean? Here and my siblings turned great. But <laughs> the thing is, is, you know, if you can, and if this is an option for you, why not take advantage Absolutely. of it and, and take it, take, you know, homeschool your child? Yes. And I completely agree. And there are, you know, the, and I've always said this is that even just ratio, if you have one teacher being me to three kids being my kids, yeah. it's going to be better than one to 20. Facts. I mean, and even as we went through school, there were some amazing teachers. Oh yeah. And then I can other, name them to this day. Yes. And, but there are other teachers that you've done mess. without, right? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and, and it's always a crapshoot. Like you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. And the same thing is true with any public school. And some teachers care more than they can handle. Correct. And other teachers, not so much. Listen, so. I, this is, and I'm so glad that you brought up that point because this is, I don't want to shun public school because Absolutely. like I said, we're both products of that. So yes. at the end of the day, there's teachers, you know, Mr. Hebsworth that I can just mm-hmm. call, you know, Mr. Claxton, like that I can name for that were phenomenal English teachers, science teachers that yes. even though they had over, you know, hundreds of kids every day, they knew everyone by name. Mm-hmm. They made it their duty to know each person by name. And not only did they know them by name, but they knew their strengths and their weaknesses and they were personable and they made an experience and you remember their words till this day. Whereas you, I had also remember teachers that I'm not going to name that, you know, allowed one child that was having disciplinary issues Mm. affect their entire day. And it would take away from the class and what the lesson was that day. Yep. 
And that would be an every other day thing. Well, that's right. And it's lost time. And, you know, as a parent, when you're teaching, the thing that I loved about it, and there's so much time saved by homeschooling. Oh, I bet. And we talked about this before a little bit, too, is like just the time not waiting in line to drop them off. Yeah. And then you're right, right. I mean, literally the first day, because my, mm. my son is now in high school. He goes to D.H. Conley. Yeah. As a freshman, he's there. And the first day, I literally waited in line two hours Jeez. to drop him off. And, oh, yeah. And then he's my early morning guy. Like, when we homeschooled, he'd get up at 7 o'clock. He'd have his work done by noon. Yeah. And so the fact that he wasn't even starting his work oh, until gosh. 8.30, thing. I know. That was probably driving it, it him crazy. Like, yeah, it was. And. Uh, but you know there are a lot of things that when you are in control of it you get to be the example you want to be yeah and now there are definitely days I was a horrible example to my kids yeah there are a lot of times but you know we still I was their mom and so I got to learn how to ask for forgiveness from them yeah I got to learn patience they got to learn patience they got to learn how to forgive their mom yeah and how to ask for forgiveness and you still get all that social aspect. I'm a person, you know, and, and I told them all the time when they complained about not having anybody to play with, I was like, I made two other people. Yeah, right, for you to play with. It's <laughs> like, here you go. I worked very hard on these. You go play with them. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, there's always. And the benefits, too, is just like with that scheduling, the time-wise, like if it, you also create your schedule. So yes. let's say if you, even though you have that routine of, hey, 8 o'clock in the morning, class starts, we're going to start mm-hmm. curriculum. If maybe one day you have have something else to do or somewhere else to be you can say hey we're gonna have class at three today in the afternoon and you could do that or even nighttime maybe your child works best at night yep and you know the the thing that's always a misnomer with homeschool and you convince yourself of this when you homeschool like once you get to the the first one Mm -hmm. you think oh now I got this yeah. And then you have a second one and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't got this at all. Like yeah. they, they learn completely different. And so you also have to, but you know your kid and exactly. you, you are more interested in finding those things out about them. And that takes out the best qualities of them and how yes. to strengthen those and how to fix the weaknesses yes. and feed the weaknesses. Right. And for me, like one of the things that I loved about it is I didn't have to learn new every year. Like you think of teachers, they meet their student on the first day of school. They don't know them. Yeah. And and so it probably takes them three to four months just to understand their To weaknesses. reach the child, yeah. Yeah, and, but it's your kid. So you know, it's like, I know my youngest, she struggles with math. She yep. doesn't like it, and, but I know where she's at, and I know what she knows. Mm-hmm. And so then I start from where she's at. And so there's not that relearning every every time you're starting over. So Absolutely. Yes. Now, you, the your situation is very unique and very helpful, Holly, because you have put your, your kids through homeschooling at a young age, mm-hmm. and now they're experiencing public school so what's the feedback that you've gotten because now they're old enough to you know obviously express themselves Mm -hmm. and and just what is their um feedback like hey mom like i noticed this or hey mom i actually really like this about public school or i didn't like this uh, what's really been such a blessing to me, and again, you never know, especially when you send them to public school, you don't know what you've missed. You yeah. don't know. As a parent that's only ever done that, you think, oh my gosh, now all my flaws are going to be seen. No. There's going to be somebody else looking at what I've made. Yeah. And uh, my son is so funny because he is like, mom, I just want you to know thank you. Thank you for preparing me. Yeah. And I got the sweetest email last year, and it, I was in tears. And um, the teacher had sent it to Ben and said, you know, I love when you're in my class because you don't just ask me how to get the answer to the math problem. You want to know, you want to understand how I got there. Yeah. And um, so she just said some really kind things to him. And I, I emailed her back and I said, I just want to thank you because, you know, just recognizing that in him oh and really taking yeah. the time. And um, I was like, as a homeschool mom, I was really nervous about sending 
the school. Yes. And she was very sweet. And she said, I just want you to know you have a good son and Aww. you have done all the things. And obviously, academically, he is absolutely set for this. Yeah. And it was all the things you want to hear. Exactly. Right? Especially being so nervous and us yes. being type A. Of course, we're yes. our biggest judges. You know? Exactly. Yes. That's so good. And then the biggest thing, you know, you didn't mention it, but you just had a 16 year old graduate high school. I did. Yes. Oh, my That's gosh. insane. Yes. And again, so much credit to her. But yeah. she um, and again, because the homeschooling is so popular now, the transition is even easier because most of the high schools are doing dual enrollment anyway. Oh, and yeah, that's so, right. So she started dual enrollment when she was in 10th grade because I've always taught her a year ahead mm -hmm. uh, because of how the whole thing fell out for us. Yeah. Um, but um, I dual enrolled her in college, which you have to do some of the legwork, but they have homeschool advisors at the college. That's awesome. And see, so, I, I didn't even know about that. So see, that's great to even so, know. Yeah. So they'll tell you, you know, what you need to do. You have to give them transcripts. And then once she got in, um, she is actually now, she's three classes away from getting her two associate's degrees. Wow. Well, at, 16, at 16, guys, 16 yep. years old. Yes. Does and she know what she wants to do as a, as an adult? Well, like for her career? she, she thinks she wants to be a CPA, Yeah. but she's an amazing artist also and yeah. so I'm trying to leave that avenue open for her but yeah um, she actually we know when she started we are pretty sure if we ever had a tested that she would have been tested ADHD wow like yes. me yes oh man and um but I'm so grateful that we kept her home because I it I, helps with it, that absolutely yes and I always said this about her is that she was like a freight train yeah if she is on the right track oh full she, throttle anything she Excel. wanted to do she could do Kills it better it. than anybody yep but if she gets distracted Correct. oh my gosh getting Time her bomb. back oh getting her back on that track you literally just described me yes in high school <laughs> and in college like that literally was me yes and 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 again it challenged me yeah challenged I'm me. sure and and, but I would, I was so glad that I was the one that was with her, that I was the one walking through it with yeah. her and saying, Hannah, you have to focus. Correct. Hannah, Hannah, zoom out. I had to say that to her a lot. Zoom yep. out. You have to look at this from a bigger picture. Yeah. And, and so now that I've also walked through two years of college with her, um, there's so many life lessons and things that we've learned as how she learns and how she needs to be taught yeah. that has just been, you know, we, I wouldn't have known it if she was in school. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, what's so crazy before, cause I, I was just diagnosed with ADHD. I don't know if this is my first time saying it on the <laughs> podcast, but I was as an adult. And the crazy thing is though, in high school, I remember, you know, I, I was always like, uh, I was that kid that was friends with everyone was taking all advanced classes. I took, I got most, you know, athletic because I did every sport in the book. Um, yep. Not so You're much anymore. <laughs> For real, but that was me back in yes. the day. And then the biggest thing though, is that even though I was so, I, I always had to have something to do. Mm -hmm. um, I always joked with my parents because I never took the bus back home because I was always staying after school for some club, mm -hmm. some practice, something. Yes. And if it wasn't for my um, high school guidance counselor, Mrs. Gilbert, she was such a rock in the midst of, just like you said, when you're, when you're going, when you're a freight train and you're just going full throttle, mm -hmm. that was me in high school with just a pressure on myself to, you know, get to college, to not have to pay too much to get into college. Cause at the time my parents weren't, you know, just financially awesome to, or they could just pay for my school. Right. Um, so it was just always that, that pressure that I would put on myself and I would always allow myself to get so caught up with all these different clubs and I have to be doing community service and I have to do this and I have to be in that. 
And she just was so, um, she was like my calm voice that like spoke so much life into me in the midst of that, not even knowing that I struggled with ADHD. Right. She probably knew it. I right. didn't. <laughs> it but wasn't she as was, much of a thing yet. You know, either, yeah. and she was, but she was just such a, a, a vital point for me in that, in that situation to the point where even when I, when I got here to North Carolina and I just, I had Avery, something, I almost felt, you could just call it the spirit I just felt like man I want to reach back to Miss Gilbert and just tell her she was just so heavy on my heart and yeah. I wanted to just thank her and let her know where I was because amazing. they go through so many kids right so yes. you don't really know where they end up or turn out how yes. they turn out like hey I hope they turn out good <laughs> so I sent her like, an email good. I just want you to know yeah. Yes. so I sent her an email and I, I, I attached photos of you know me here at work um, uh, me and my partner with the baby and mm -hmm. uh, just letting her know what I was doing and come to find out it was her last year she was retiring Aww. so it was like perfect timing and and she just she's like and you just made my heart Aww. so full you know to what let them know surprise. yeah it makes a difference absolutely it's crazy yes. and and oh, so, so cool. the biggest thing though you know you hit on the money when it comes to just the transitioning from high school you have a phenomenal daughter at 16 mm -hmm. that's graduating um like you said two three credits away from getting two associates yes. degrees but the biggest thing that a lot of people worry about at least something that i kind of was stressing when i was looking into homeschooling my child was college how would they get into college um you know what is that process like from instead of doing public school where they emphasize on state testing and they emphasize on you know not only state testing but of course the acts the sats what was that transition like that you're experiencing probably right now firsthand um, well, in the state of North Carolina, you actually are still required to do end of grade testing. And that is sent to the state of North Carolina. Gotcha. Like that is set up. So they already have that on file. And what I found out whenever I was trying to get her into um, PCC is that they really, again, because dual enrollment is so popular, mm -hmm. they're going in as a high school student. Yeah. And it's kind of... Um, sink or swim either she's ready for it and we'll try it and if she can't make it then you pull her out and put her back in high school classes gotcha or or not I mean there's an application that you have to fill out but again because it's a community college just like any adult like if we're graduating high school and going in usually the entrance is a little easier than getting into university and things like that mm -hmm. um, but it also transfers so easily and for yeah. Hannah um, and you save money. Yeah, so much money. Oh my gosh, that's, that's definitely another episode. Uh -huh. but, um, but she she transitioned in, and it was a big change. Like just like any high schooler who starts doing yeah. helmet, it's a big change. The, the workload. Yeah. Yes, and um, so it was actually really easy. Like I said, there was a homeschool advisor at the college, and um, he also um, works with the high schools. And so when I called him, there are just things that they expect you to do because, like, Hans Homeschool is my school. Correct. And I'm the proprietor of it. Yeah. And so I just I have to make her a transcript. I have to come up with those things. And so you have to be ready to do some things that are outside the box that yeah. the school naturally does for you. Um, but when it came down to it, uh, our system is so set up for homeschoolers to, to progress and to succeed mm -hmm. that if you, especially because of COVID, so many things have changed. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure. Yes. They, there's probably so many more open doors when yes. it comes to that area, just because a lot of people stuck to the virtual classes more yes. than anything. Which I actually found out along the way, which I didn't do, but you can actually virtually teach your kids or online teach them through the public school system and keep them at home. 
So you are because that's a thing now. I'm sure it's a thing. So you don't even have to send them to school. You can actually keep them home and get them a public school education. Yep. And so there's so many options. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of options out there now, especially after the pandemic. Yes, definitely. Um, Another thing that I had college related question is I know something that I kind of put and maybe you could speak to in that when when it comes to public school, when I was applying for colleges um, back in high school, my goal was just to get a a basketball scholarship somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, but prior to that, I was very academically, um, focused as well. Right. And, and my biggest thing was when you were looking through all these applications and all the classes that I was taking for college prep in high school, um, they would always emphasize, Hey, it's not just about your grades. It's not just about what you could do in these exams. Um, you know, what are you doing within the community? What are you doing for extracurricular activities? Right. Are you a part of any clubs? So how does that happen when you're homeschooling your child and you're trying to create um, a strong, not just a resume, but a strong application for your child to be considered to these universities? Uh, Well, so far we haven't actually gone through the application for university yet. Gotcha. Um, But because our academics are so strong, to be honest, we haven't really had a struggle with that. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, But on the other side, like just as a human and making sure that she's well-rounded, you know, she is very artistic. Like she is amazing skill more than I I can't draw a stick figure with two legs that are the same. Like literally they would be (laughs) like this. But, um, but so she has gifts in that. And, and I think as a parent, especially when you homeschool, you get to kind of figure out what their gifts are. And you're not putting them in every single sport, everything. You put them in the thing that they like. Yes. And and culturally, I think that we get to a point where we think that we need to have our kids in every social club. And we create very busy people. Yeah. And then they become adults and they think they have to be very busy. Uh, Hi, I'm a product. (laughs) And me too. Absolutely. Me too. And so to teach them that they don't always have to be a part of something Mm -hmm. is its own life lesson that I wanted my kids to know very early on. Like it's okay not to have something to do. Yeah. It's okay to sit down and actually consider you Being know, calm at this moment yes, yeah. or thinking or, you know, because obviously, um, you know, Jesus is very important to me. Absolutely. And, Same. and knowing how to and read the Bible and, and consider Devotionals what God and wants time. you to do. I mean, those are some of the things. And now don't get me wrong. My kids definitely, my youngest has bothered me to death about getting back into ballet because she did oh, it for a season. Yes. Um, but I also know that she's, I've seen her dance. She's never going to be a ballerina. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. But so... <laughs> So as I'm considering your future, I'm like, you know, it was wonderful. I'm glad you got to do it, but we're not going to move forward with that. It costs money and and all those things. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there are definitely, you know, but along my path, there were always something like my, my son, he loves coding and things like that. Wow. And there are coding, um, like camps that Courses you can put them in. Camps. Oh yes. yeah, I'm sure. And so, you know, your, your kid's gift, and then you start to plug them into the things that they want. And the great thing about it is that, you know, I, I, I played a lot of, um, competitive basketball like mm-hmm. travel league and all that. And I remember having coming across some super, super talented women that, right now they're actually playing in the WNBA and they played at D one amazing, you know, universities, but some of them, I like two of them that I know for sure, they were homeschooled because of the fact that they were so talented within the sport that their parents said, Hey, we're going to homeschool you. So that way you can devote time to training, to traveling because there was so much travel involved. There were so many, you know, tournaments and everything that homeschooling was just ideal. So being able to homeschool your child and as they grow up, you, like you said, you really get to see, um, you know, their gifts, their strengths. Mm -hmm. Um, also one thing that I want to 
really emphasize that I appreciate my mother so much for, um, and my dad, you know, we were never financially amazing, but one thing my mom did was she just worked her butt off, you know, even though she was always working, she always worked to make sure that we had the best of anything. And when I, when it came to ballet school, you know, I, I grew up in, in Connecticut. Ballet school was very expensive. Yes. I know when you said that, I know how expensive it can be yes. um, firsthand. And, and, and Stanford Ballet at that was crazy expensive. But my mom even like she I remember her going to those places and saying, hey, like, can I volunteer? Can Aww. I do like some extra work? Can I help with fundraisers or something just so that way she can have some type of a scholarship or a discounted yes. thing and I can help in any way possible, you know? And somehow I would be in these classes with all these girls and, and, you know, in these camps, these art camps and and these places that, and and it was just because she would just figure out ways. But the biggest thing is that I would, I pray that I can instill in Avery is that she exposed me to so many different things as a kid that I was able to narrow down what I enjoyed, what I didn't like, what I was good at, Yes, you know, and just like you did for your kids, like he loves coding. So you feed that, you know, and, and when it comes to her, she's an artist. So you, you feed that talent Yes, and that's so important. And I can think with homeschooling, Mm -hmm. you know, you can just truly dedicate, um, thing, time, you know, time and, and effort into what they're passionate about. Yes. And I mean, and that's obviously the key. If you're choosing to homeschool, it's because you want to spend more time with your kids. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's pretty much the goal. You're not, I never chose to homeschool because I thought I am the best teacher on the planet. No. I, yeah. I, Shoot. I, we're I, scared. Exactly. <laughs> when we started, Again, like, can like, I do this? Yes. Is this, is this the worst decision of my life? Yeah. Um, so that's not why you do it. You do it because you want to spend time with them. And again, nobody's going to care about them more than you. Yeah. And nobody's going to recognize their weaknesses or their strengths more than you. And, you know, and for me personally, like as I saw their gifts that I was more interested in, in, in spending that time and saying, oh, okay, is this something that God is having for you in in the future? Is this something that I need to grow? Is this something that I need to say, okay, well, that's great. Um, but let's not overfocus on on this. Yeah. Um, because right now you need to grow this instead. Correct. And so you know when you are get to be that involved in your kid's life, you help direct them. Yeah. And in a way that a teacher just can't. They don't have the time for that. Yeah. Because they're so. dealing with a bajillion other kids. Exactly. They're doing their best. Which so. is fine. Yeah. They're Absolutely. amazing people. That's um, right. I think also too um, when I th- when you look back at it, Holly, a question that comes to mind like. As I think about, you know, homeschooling my daughter and and future kids, when you look back at your experience through homeschooling, especially now that your kids are making that transition into um, public school, is there anything that stood out that you were like, whoa, this created so much craziness for Mm -hmm. me or chaos or because even though it's great and it's amazing and we learn as we go and and you focus on each grade level as it comes was there anything that just you were like whoa I wasn't expecting this or this was really like just I guess the cons of, of homeschooling uh, well, again, I think probably as a mom, the thing that you will struggle with the most is when do you have your teacher hat on? When do you have your mom hat on? Yeah. And when do you get to transfer from you need to get your work done to let's cuddle on the couch? Yeah. You know, there's because it's so constant and you're with them all the time. Yeah. And you have to work hard to make that differentiation for their sake and for your for own sure. sanity. For sure. Um, um, on top of that, 
you also, you know, there are times when you see that your teaching technique is not working for your kid. Mm. And and that can be very defeating for you. Yeah, because um, you're like, well, what else do I do? Exactly. I've done all the things and they just don't seem, you know, to, to be, be getting, getting it. Um, so, and, and thankfully there's a lot of resources and things and there's tutoring and there's, you know, like I say, co-ops and stuff like that that can fill the gaps. But, um, I think that that's probably the scariest side of it. And if I, I definitely don't regret, but I, there are, those are the challenges where you daily think, am I doing the right thing for them? Yeah. And, and again, it's been very it's been good for my heart because seeing um, Ben go into public school and him going, mom, let me just tell you, he was like, but he hated to write, yeah. hated writing. Yeah. And I would make him write five paragraph essays for, you know, uh-huh. the past, you know, five years. And, and he said, mom, he was like, it's so easy. He was like, their expectations are just completely different than yours. Oh, yeah. I'm so prepared. And Aww. he was like, and that's the so thing fulfilling that he hated, to hear. Yes. And the thing that he hated, he was like, oh my gosh, I got this. Yeah. He was like, I know. Because it's do way this. easier yes. than what mom would see to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so there are things that are challenges, but again, you're going to get those even at just being a mom. Yeah. So. That's amazing. And then, you know, just for anyone that's listening, whether they're a young parent or maybe they don't even have kids and they're tuning in and they're Mm -hmm. like, maybe this could be an option. Yes. What are some just words um, that you would love to be able to tell a community or just Mm -hmm. individuals that maybe women or men that are contemplating, hey, I might want to homeschool my child um, or man, I never thought about homeschooling, but maybe this might be an option. Right. Uh, well, I think the first thing I would say is it's not a, um, a death sentence. You can always change your mind. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can keep them home and, you know, and try it for a year. And then, you know, and then if it's not working for you, even halfway through the year, you can put them in public school. And there have definitely been people that I've seen along the way that I would have said to them, if they would listen to me, yeah. put your kid in school, please. Yeah. Um, because they just, it wasn't for them to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I would say, don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid. Your kids love you. They trust you. And you don't have to know. I am not great at math. I don't like math. Um, you know, I got through my degrees, my bachelor's degree, because <laughs> I, you know, I did what I had to do. Right. Yeah, right? Exactly. Um, but, um, they have teachers, you know, they, the curriculum covers it. There's a teacher's workbook. You get to look the answer up right there. Yeah. <laughs> and and you get to say to your kids a lot, look, I've already gotten my degree. This is your turn. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> I did that more than once. Um, <laughs> so there are options. And I would say that just try it. Just try it. And, um, you know, if you feel like you're failing in one area, I promise any teacher you're sending them to probably feels the same way sometimes. For real. Right? And, and sure. as, as their parent, you're going to try harder than, more than anyone. anybody else. Absolutely. Awesome. Holly, thank you so much for taking the time to come out and just be able to give your insight and your wisdom and just your experience throughout this because it's just a hot topic. And obviously, like the way society and the climate, like I said, is going and obviously everybody's schedule and career Mm -hmm. is different. Um, And if, hey, if mom or dad decides to be a stay at home dad or stay at home mom, you never know. Every every family unit is different. So this is an option. This is something that I wanted to shed some light on because not a lot of people talk about it. It started becoming a really hot topic when the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. Um, Now it's even becoming a bigger topic just with the climate of of our world right now and our culture. So it's something that I just wanted to highlight. And um, your insight was 
perfect. Oh, well, thank Especially, you. Especially, let me tell you, you're doing an amazing job. If you have Aww. a 16-year-old, guys, I can't get over it. Uh, yes. 16 years old, graduating high school. Aww. So. Well, thank you. And I really enjoyed being here. And I always love talking about homeschooling. So yes. It's my love. Thank you so much. And, and of course, we'll have more information about Holly on our website. So make sure you guys check, check it out on our podcast network on WNCT.com. It's Angie Q. And you're listening to the Angie Q Podcast. Stay blessed.